Let's pray together at this time. Our Father, we thank you once again for this day. We thank you for this week. We thank you for the measure of health that you've given us to uh, assemble, assemble here today to worship you. Thank you for the fellowship and the relationship that we get to have with one another. And We uh, thank you for this congregation here, and we just pray that you'd help us flourish. We pray that you'd help us to be uh, effective and um, a light here in this community here in Denton. We pray that you would uh, give us, as a congregation here, uh, opportunities um, and, and people that uh, are vi- that come and visit with us and the people that we reach out to. Pray that you would open hearts and minds and, and give us opportunities to um, open doors for us to do your work here. We thank you for your son and his sacrifice. We thank you for the example that he left us, the, the only perfect life that has ever been lived and the only sinless life that's ever been lived. We thank you for his example that we can follow. Thank you for the power that uh, comes from his resurrection and from his, uh, prom- your promise to us that we'll live in eternity one day if we're found faithful. We pray this afternoon that you be with not only our church here, but the many other churches that are starting summer meetings right now. We pray that you would be with uh, all everyone that is traveling. We know that it's very dangerous to drive in our vehicles down the roads and a lot can go wrong and we just pray that you would get us everywhere, uh, get everyone that is traveling this summer there safely and back home safely. We pray for the work that's done in each of these uh, communities. We pray that um, that many people will be edified and, uh, and uh, be motivated and, and that many people would be saved and be brought to Christ through the work that's done over the next few months. We ask that you just continue to be with us. Uh, forgive us of our many wrongs that we do against you and against others. We pray these things through Jesus' name. Amen. 795. 795. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the Yeah. 
I just wanted to share something very quickly that I thought about towards the end of uh, Bruce's lesson today. Uh, you know, he talked about uh, being trustworthy and reliable uh, and faithful. And, you know, it's really easy to be all three of those things for a short period of time. You know, the, the challenge that I think when I started looking at myself, and especially when he asked the question about how other people see me, then the challenge, I think, with being those three things is being consistently those three things. And I think that's where, at times, uh, I struggle with the consistency of that for one reason or another. Um, and it made me think about people that, you know, I look up to people that, you know, he talked a little bit about his career. And I look up to people that, you know, started doing one thing early in life and they did that one thing their entire life. And that, you know, for somebody to be able to do that is, um, is uh, intriguing to me. Um, I, I don't know exactly, but Rachel has told me that Bruce knew he wanted to be an architect when he was 12 years old. And, you know, now he's 55 and he's done that his, his entire life. Um, uh, Kyle is, you know, I, I watched him go through law school and stick with that. And once he got out of law school, you know, that, then that wasn't the end of it. He studied for the bar and he, you know, did all this and he stuck with that. Now he's an attorney. Uh, Valerie's boyfriend, Austin, he's played football his entire life. And now he's, you know, playing at the highest level that, that you can. And that's just really intriguing to me to see those people and, and other people that, that stick with something and are consistent, you know, for a long period of time and, and, and perform at whatever that is very well. I am not that way. I, uh, uh, on the other hand, I was counting it up and I had to write them down because I couldn't remember all of them. Since I graduated high school 11 years ago, I have worked for 13 different companies before starting the one that I'm currently uh, working on. And uh, that's less than one year average per <laughs> position. And some of those were early on, I worked construction and it'd be a two month project and we'd go do something else. But I think the longest I've ever stayed somewhere was like two and a half years. and. Um, and that model employee that Bruce mentioned looking for earlier, that is not me. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it has worked for me in my career, uh, but I've just always been that way with everything. I like change. I like, you know, for things to always be flexible in, um, you know, my calendar every week. I, I don't always knew, know what I'm doing uh, even the next day, even though my calendar is chock full of stuff. I have to leave room in there for things to change because somebody might call and I need to go meet with them or whatever, and I enjoy that. Um, Rachel, <laughs> on the other hand, uh, it's, well, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. My point is, I like that, but that's not always easy. My inconsistency in whatever it is can be challenging for the other people in my life, is my point. And, you know, when <laughs> I, uh, I think one of the reasons that I've had so many different positions is I never stopped interviewing. From the time I took my first sales job when I was 20, I, I always interviewed. And, you know, a lot of times I would just go interview just for the thrill. I kind of like the drama of going through that process, you know. And, uh, and I would just see if I could get an offer out of, you know, the company. And what would happen is they'd offer me a better deal and then I'd go there. And then that cycle just happened many, several times. But you can imagine every time when I come home and said, hey, Rachel, I interviewed, I had an interview today. And she's like, oh, here we go again, you know, <laughs> like, you know, so it was that's um, hard to be, you know, 
so close to somebody that is so inconsistent in so many ways. And I think that's the, the, uh, the challenge is with being faithful and being reliable and, and being trustworthy, and that's the key, is to be consistent with that uh, over and over. And there's not only a reward for us, but for everybody else that's in our life. I'll just share one verse with you. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul is telling the people there in Corinth about the resurrection, and he's talking about the power in the resurrection and how they should be thankful and, you know, just everything that's kind of wrapped up in there. And in the very last verse in 1 Corinthians 15 and uh, the very last verse of the chapter in verse 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in the vein of, in vain in the Lord. And the key word there for me is steadfast. You know, if we are uh, stead, because, you know, being faithful, and the, the reason that I apply this verse here is being faithful and trustworthy and reliable requires quite a bit of effort and energy. And especially when we begin to overcommit ourselves to a lot of different things, that becomes more challenging. And so I think this verse um, is a good, uh, goes along with the application and, uh, of my point of being consistent in, our, in being those three things. Bruce did such a wonderful job talking about being faithful, being reliable, and being trustworthy that I can't really put my finger on anything that I could say to improve what he gave to you this morning. Instead, I want to talk to you for a minute about something that's not included in Bruce's sermon. And that's love. Because it's also one of the bedrocks of what we as Christians need to have. We need to, not, we need to be faithful. We need to be reliable. We need to be trustworthy. But we also need to be loving. In 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, Starting with verse 4, it says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part will be done away. Then I want to skip a few verses and go down to the last verse, verse 13. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. I'm going to suggest to you 
that being faithful, being reliable, and being trustworthy must also include being loving. Because that's what brings it all together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him might not perish but have eternal life. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. And then again there's Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. That's the number one rule. And the number two rule is, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. If you can manage to figure out how to combine all of this and examine yourself pretty frequently and make sure that that's part of your, your being and what you what your internal self is. Man, you got it whooped. Because I guarantee you there's some people out there that's tough to love. And there's times when it's tough to be faithful in everything that you do. There's times when it's tough to be reliable because you overcommit, like Sean said. And you, you get yourself where you got so many irons in the fire that something has to give. And when that gives, then you're no longer fully trustworthy. So it's really tough to really get there all the way. But that's our job as Christians. Mark your books at number 910, number 910. You know, as I was thinking about Bruce's lesson this morning about being reliable, trustworthy, and faithful, it brought to the mind a story where I wasn't one of those things. You know, I have a really easy time of doing that when it comes to church or to work. But sometimes I'm not very reliable with my family at all. I don't know what that is, why that is, but whenever, I guess Amber and I have been married maybe six, seven months, and she had told me there was something she wanted to do on a weekend. I can't remember really what it was. And I go, okay, we'll do that if I can get around to it. And I didn't really think much about it, and then that, as that weekend was coming up, I had some stuff at work, and that kind of stuff kind of fell through that weekend, so I'm like, hey, man, that weekend I have nothing going on, and I had a buddy call me, he goes, hey, I got Texas OU tickets this weekend, you want to go? I'm like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go, and Amber's face when I said that, you should have seen it, it was like she lost all faith, all trust in me, and I was like, what's going on? She goes, I told you we had that thing this weekend, and I'm like, no, you didn't. She goes, yeah, I did. I go, she, and then she explained what it was. I go, yeah, but you said that was, and I realized, oh, no. <laughs> and I had to make a choice. I made the right choice, I think. I went with Amber and forgot about the Texas OU weekend, and Texas has ended up losing, so maybe I made the wrong choice. I don't know. But you know what that taught me? Anytime something came up with church or work, I got that phone out, and, man, I was putting it in my calendar. It was there. I knew about it. But when Amber would tell me something, it's kind of like, yeah, hey, I'll get to it if I can. And that's not the right kind of attitude. You know, I was trustworthy, reliable at work. I mean, if they asked me to do something, I was there. I was Johnny on the spot. Amber's kind of like, well, that can wait another weekend. <laughs> or that can wait until I'm not so busy at work or not so busy doing things at the church. 
something comes up at the church, I put it in the counter, man, I'm there. Sometimes Amber's like, I just want you to, when I tell you something, you got your counter to act like you care. I don't even know if you're going to do it, but just act like you're going to do it. So that's what I started doing. Anytime she tells you something, now, it's just like it's work or church. I put it in the counter, and she goes, now, is that something you're doing just to appease me now? Or is that? And you know, that's, what, that's how it goes. The minute you show yourself to be unreliable, it takes a minute to get that back. Untwerthworthy, unf- unfaithful. Once you break that, it takes a while to get it back. And like Sean said, being consistent in those things, not only consistent in those things at work, but all throughout your life, it can be tough. And I, I tell you right now, Amber has been very patient with me on this because she knows that, you know, my scheduling habits were formed by my father who does not have very good scheduling habits at all. Okay? If you want to schedule my dad for something, you better call my mom. That's the way, that's the way it basically goes. And the, the way I knew it, mom kept the calendar. I never worried about the calendar. I never worried about what I committed to if I needed to be there at this time. Mom just knew. And whenever I got out on my own, I realized, oh, somebody needs to keep my calendar for me now because I don't know exactly where I need to be. And she's been very patient with me on that. But you know what? I struggled for that for a long time, being reliable. People would tell me stuff, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll be there, and then didn't put it on the calendar. And, oh, I didn't show up. Where were you at? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> I wasn't a very reliable person there for, for about the first three or four years out of high school. I mean, I was, I'd tell you I'd do something and then forget all about it, and I wouldn't show up. And that's not the way we need to be. When we say to tell people we're going to be able to, they need to be able to count on us to do what we're t- telling them we're going to do. And I've gotten better at that. I've gotten a lot better at that, I hope. But for a while there, it was a real struggle. Amber and I, that's one of the best things we thought about all the time was, you always tell me you're going to be here to do this, and then always something else comes up. And, or you tell me we're going to do this at this time, and then you have to push it back because something up came up over here. And it drove her nuts. <laughs> Because she, she would make plans with me, and then i go, oh, well, this came up. I can't be reliable there because I have to be reliable over here. And that wasn't, that wasn't working. It wasn't good at all. It wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for her. It wasn't good for when, when I really think about it, it wasn't good for my company. It wasn't good for the church. Because I would be reliable in certain areas, but in other areas, I'd be like, eh, somebody else can take care of that. I'll, I'll take care of that whenever I get around to it. And that's not the way we need to be. We need to be trustworthy and reliable. And it's hard to do sometimes. As Eddie said, you can get so many things going on that eventually something's going to fall. We need to be very careful about that. And the best, the hardest thing sometimes is to realize when you have too much going on. <laughs> because you want to be able to help everybody out. You want to be able to be the person that people call whenever they need help. But sometimes you just got to realize there are certain things that have to be taken care of and there are certain things that aren't necessarily something that I have to be involved in. And sometimes figuring out which ones those are is very hard to do. Because you get so much stuff going on and then eventually, well, Amber's over here telling me I gotta do this, my work's over here telling me I gotta do this, and then eventually I just gotta find out, okay, where am I at, what has to be done, am I over committing myself? And sometimes that's hard to really, for me to really grasp because I wanna be able to do everything. That's the problem, I wanna be able to do it all and that's just not always a, a very feasible option. So we're talking about being reliable and trustworthy and faithful. You know, whenever you're talking about the way other people view you, you can change other people's view in just one little moment. 
It's not going to be something that may be eroded over time, but they can ask you to do something that's very important to them. It may not be the most important thing to you. It may be something that you think, oh, that's not that important. But it could be the most important thing to them, and then from that point on, you're not trustworthy anymore, you're not reliable, you're not faithful, and that can live with you for a long, long time. So we need to be very, very careful about that because our main goal, again, is not for people to think that we're great. That's not what I'm trying to get across here. I'm not trying to get across that you should let people's other view of you really change who you are. But the thing is, is the way people think of you glorifying God. Because that's the way it needs to be. They see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Are you being a glory to God out there with your reliability and trustworthiness? Or are you a liability in those areas? Are you the person that people know that they can call and when you say, yes, I'll be there, you'll be there? Are you the person that when they call and they say, you say, yes, I'll be there, go, oh, he's got about a 50-50 chance of being there? Because that's the way I was for a while, 50-50 chance that I'll be there. If I remembered, yeah, I'd be there. But if not, eh, sorry, guys. Are you the one that they know when you say, yeah, I'll be there, or I'll be there to do that for you, that you'll be there? Or are you the one that's kind of the flake that's, uh, well, he said he'd be here, but I'm not sure, so I might need to get a backup in case he can't make it. <laughs> because it can happen in a split second. And then you're labeled that for a long, long time in that person's eyes. And the label you are wearing is Christian, and then you're going to be thinking about all the people you go to church with. Are all of them people like that? Are all Christians like that where they're not very reliable? I can't trust them to do what they're what they tell me they're going to do they're not going to be there to show up I can't trust them you know what's funny is I had a coach when I was in high school he told me I was kind of on both both sides of this he goes you know what if you were reliable you'd be great because I could trust you to take my car but the problem is I couldn't rely on you to bring it back to me <laughs> he goes you're, you're trustworthy you're all this but reliability wise you tell me you're going to do this and then the next thing I know it's not done I trust you with anything, but the problem is I can't rely on you to do anything. So they're not mutually exclusive. It's not like just because I'm trustworthy, I'm automatically reliable. That's not the case at all. So we need to understand that all these things work in concert with each other. It's not just I can work on this one thing and I'll be okay in all these other areas. Because I can be as trustworthy as ever. You can trust me with something and you can trust me with it and that'd be fine, but you couldn't rely on me to show up whenever I needed to be there. That was, that was my big obstacle that I had to overcome. And the way I did it basically is everything that I said I would do went on a calendar. And if I already had that stuff filled up on that calendar that day, whatever happened, the next person that told me, it was like, sorry, guys, I already got stuff going on that day. Because I've already made a commitment. I know I'd love to be there, but I just can't make it. And that caused, that eased so much tension at my house. I'll tell you that right now. But everything went on that calendar, and first time somebody asked me, can you do it, the first thing I went, the place I go is that calendar now, and if I'm full, I'm full, sorry, I can't do it. Because it's better for me to be up front when you say, hey, I can't do it, than to try to say, yes, I can do it, try to work it out, and then it doesn't happen. But if I tell you right up front I can't do it, then you're not relying on me to do it. But if you're relying on me to do something, then I need to make sure I'm doing it. I don't need to... Say, yes, I'll do it, and hopefully I can work my schedule out where I can be there. That's not the way it needs to be. And I struggled with that for a long, long time. And uh, I'm getting it under control now. <laughs> I don't know if I'd still be married if I wasn't getting it under control, because that drove Amber absolutely nuts whenever we first got married. And that's a, that's a, you, think, you think fixing that, would, that's an easy fix. You put it on the calendar. Well, in my mind, I'm just thinking, I don't want to take time to open my calendar. I could just say, yes, I'll do there, go home and look at it, and then, oh, nope, didn't do it. Can't do it. 
All it takes now, we all, have, we all have these little wonderful devices, it takes me two seconds to do it now. And I've found out people's perception of me has changed now where they feel like I'll be there if I say I'm going to be there. Or at least I hope it has. I hope I'm not that same kid anymore that tells you I'll be there and then if it doesn't work out, oh, sorry, I can't make it. And I, I, would, I would just like to say, look at your time. Look at the stuff you commit to. Look at your family and church and work. And know there's got to be a balance somewhere. And know you have to be able to be reliable at all three. You can't just be reliable in one or two different of those. Because I was reliable at work and at church. I mean, if I told work I was going to be there, I was going to be there. Why? Well, because they'd fire me if I wasn't. So that's automatic right there. I'm going to be there. <laughs> but we need to be reliable in all three of those areas. And I, like I said, uh, as, all, as the others have said, I enjoyed the lesson very much this morning. And it kind of stepped on my toes quite a bit especially my younger self. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that Bruce was talking about. Like, ah, I wasn't that way for a long time. <laughs> but it's something that can be worked on and it's something we can get better at. It's something that we don't just say, well, I'm not that way, so I don't need to worry about it. No, it's something that we can work on and can get better at. I'm getting better. I'm nowhere near perfect at it. I'll tell you that right now, but I am getting better. So it is something we can get better at. And if... Uh, we can help you in any way. We'd ask you to come as we stand and sing the song that's been selected. <clears throat> when Jesus comes to reward his servants, whether it be noon or night, faithful to him will he find us watching with our lips all trimmed and bright. Oh, can we say we are ready, brother, ready for the soul's bright Appreciate very much the uh, message of the morning and the applications. Uh, Sean, uh, I too uh, very much enjoyed the interview process. It was like hunting. It was just exciting. Uh, there's the good news about that is is that uh, there's a cure for that. And it's called age. <laughs> so I think as you get older, that may be less uh, stimulating for you than it uh, appeared in your younger days. So. Uh, but I do appreciate the challenges that each of us face with being faithful. You know, truthfully, we probably, as Bruce pointed out, we probably all consider ourselves faithful, trustworthy, reliable people. And in general, that's true. But if you apply God's standard, we're not 100%. We're not 100% faithful. Thankfully, the relationship between us and God is not based on our reliability or our faithfulness 
it's based on the reliability and faithfulness of Christ. And so we can, we can rest upon that. We can try to be formed in his image and do a better job of being more like him, understanding that we can't ever meet that uh, standard. Um, remember those people that are on ongoing prayer list. Uh, next week, as was mentioned earlier, Yancey will preach for us. And so I look forward to that. Uh, is there any other word or announcement that we need to make? Is, does anyone have a closing song? Zach has the closing song, and so I will yield the floor to him to lead that song. Uh, Kent, would you lead us in a closing prayer after that?